Hey, this is Scott Coker. You listen to the MMA MM Mania. Okay, can I say it again? Yes. This is Scott Coker. You listen to the MMA Mania podcast. MMA Mania. MMM. No, so it's not MMA. It's not MM Aniacs. Okay, you listen to MM. Sorry, you got me now. You listen to MM MM Aniacs. Okay. Let's get, let's get you under here. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Shout out to the MMA Maniacs podcast. You're listening to the MMA Maniacs with Nick, David, and Matt Kona. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, animals of all varieties, welcome to the MMAniacs Podcast International Edition. Uh, I am calling in live and direct from Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates, and Matt Kona is in Side 2 Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, and we're going to do this thing. How are you, my friend? I'm good. It's good to hear from you. Uh, I, I saw some pictures that you posted on Facebook. I don't know if they're on the MMAniacs Facebook page, but we'll, we should share them there, too. But I, I haven't uh, posted any. I, I Actually, I posted one uh, because my trainer, Vaca Moreno, I gave him a MMAniacs podcast shirt, and uh, and then we did a we did a trip out into the desert. They call it a safari, but it's not the kind of safari you think of. Like when you go to Africa, you don't see uh, a bunch of lions and tigers and zebras and elephants. Uh, you just you go four buying through the through the desert, which is really fun because they they drive like complete maniacs, and you go flying over dunes and. You almost tip over like 20 times, and that's a lot of fun. And then you get to this big, giant, like, structure, open-air structure out in the middle of the desert, and then they have, they put on a show, and they feed you a bunch of food, and you go on camel rides and horse rides, and you can do a, you can, they get, they have a snowboard where you snowboard down the sand dunes, and they put on a big show with a fire eater and a belly dancer and a, and a uh, and a whirling dervish dancer. You ever see whirling dervish guy before? And no, they, that's crazy. They though. give you hookahs, and it's real. It was really cool. But I out in the middle of the desert, I he had the T-shirt on. I have a Maniacs podcast T-shirt on, so I snapped a picture of him with a falcon on his head, and uh, and I put that on the Maniacs Twitter page and our Facebook page. So uh, if you're listening now, go check that shit out. Alexander Moreno, who's one of the top uh, jujitsu guys on the planet. Um, he's my trainer. He's been my trainer for the last five years. Although the last two and a half of it, <laughs> we've been uh, apart. But I still consider him my, you know, the guy that's uh, the guy that I train under. Um, so I got that picture. So it's cool. There's a lot of, a lot of cool things here. We did a lot of cool stuff. We went to this crazy, like the, right off the plane, he took me right over to this, this giant mosque. It's like the third largest mosque in the world. It's really super ornate. It's all marble and crazy, incredibly beautiful. 
uh, mosque. And we did a bunch of stuff, got in a lot of good jiu-jitsu training. Uh, you walk into a room and it's... Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. The last thing I heard you say was the marble ornate oh. statue. Uh, right. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a mosque. Uh, it's all it's all made out of marble and it's just crazy. Uh, I got in a lot of good training. Um, you know, you walk into a, a, a room and it's 50 black belts. So I just got my ass kicked all week. Um, never came close to doing anything to anybody. Just, just was in survival mode. <laughs> trying to, trying to get a sweep if I could or pass a guard if I could. But it was just monsters all weekend that I couldn't do anything to. So humbling and, uh, you know, I got to, got to grapple with some of the best grapplers in the world. So. It was cool. What is that noise? I don't know. Oh, that was a weird noise. It's just the noise of technology. Ah. I like that when I asked about the MMAniacs t-shirt post, because that's where I saw it, was the photo. The falcon on the head is strange, but you described like a million cool and bizarre things first and foremost. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you got some. I hope you got some pictures of those. I do. I mean, it's I, cool to see our T-shirt in the desert, but yeah. There's a ton of pictures. If you go on my Facebook page, there's pictures of all that stuff: the mosque, the that thing. Um, there's a, just a bunch of pictures of this whole week up up on my Facebook. I have a bunch more to put up too. Yeah. But now that's cool. So you're just in a hotel now. How long are you there? I mean, we're recording this on Monday night. For those of you watching or listening, uh, for uh, Monday night to you, it's Tuesday morning for me. It's actually uh, six o'clock in the morning, so uh, I'm, right. I'm about to get on a plane in two hours and uh, and head back your way. I'm okay, you're going back to America directly. Uh, direct yeah. flight. What's that? Is it a direct flight? <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, I have to. I'm going through Paris, but. Ooh. It's just, it's literally when I, I did the same route here and I literally just barely had enough time to get off my plane and get on the next plane <laughs> to come to, to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So I don't expect that I'll have any better luck going back that way. We'll see. Yeah. I, I think, I think, I think I had an hour and 15 minutes the first time. I think I have an hour and 40 minutes this time. So I might get a chance to <laughs> like stop at a shop for a brief second. Yeah. But I'm not holding my breath. Like literally, last time it was just I just ran to the next flight. But yeah, that happened to me. The only time I ever flew first class, I was upgraded somehow. There was some mistake, so I got first class flight. But it was a real short distance. A flight, a first class flight. I was upgraded. It was from Atlanta to Florida. So it wasn't very long. <laughs> Just a quickie. <laughs> yeah, but I had to run across the entire gigantic Atlanta airport to make it. Koreshkov thoroughly across five rounds. Like, what was it like to be there in the room for that? Uh, that's a great question if I heard any of it. <laughs> 
you literally locked up. Your face was blank, and then I just heard Koreshkov for five rounds. That's all I yeah, heard. Yeah, so what, uh, what so, was it like to watch that, to be in the building? Uh, it was pretty, it was pretty heavy duty. You know, I mean, you saw it. It was, it's not what I expected at all. You know, I thought, I thought, I think like most people that, uh, Henderson was going to come kind of take over Bellator. But, uh, Koreshkov is the fucking real deal, man. That guy is the real deal. <laughs> he is not, it, you know, one thing, I don't know if, I don't know if it translated on camera, but live there, the, their size difference was so, it looked like there were two weight classes between them. It looked like a lightweight and a middleweight. I mean, it looked like there was 25, 30 pounds between the two of them. It looked like two different, completely different guys, the guys that should never be in the ring together. He just dwarfed him and he looked so much bigger and he used all of that. I mean, he's a great, you know, he's a great kickboxer or Muay Thai guy, whatever. I don't, I don't know which one his, his discipline is, uh, but his stand-up is on point. Um, you know, Henderson had a little bit of luck with some leg kicks and, uh, you know, he was trying, trying for some takedowns, but he, I mean, Koroshkov just dominated. Yeah, I don't him. think he came close. Any of the takedowns didn't even come close. Yeah, I mean that was like. the that was the most offense that he had. <laughs> you know, yeah. he got some good leg kicks off, and then and then he tried for some takedowns, and he really he ate. I this, this is one thing I can tell you about watching it live. I don't know if it translated again on video, but man, that dude is fucking tough as hell because he took an unbelievable beating. I mean, I can't tell you. Yeah. Watching it live, I was like, my buddy Ryan Fennelly, the guy that called it with me, that was sitting next to me, we were just like, what is keeping this dude standing? This is crazy. I have no idea why he's standing right now, because he should be knocked out cold or at least just beaten senseless to where he just can't do it anymore. So uh, I have a, I have a, I mean, I always, I've always been a fan of Henderson. I've always respected him a lot, but I definitely have a newfound respect for him. That way, that was just nuts, nutty nut Nutterson. Um, yeah. There was a lot of good fights on that card. There was a lot of good fights. There was a lot of. Um, I thought MVP put on a show like yeah. he usually does. Yeah. Michael Listen. Venom, Michael Venom Page making a stand, and they had already announced that he's fighting in his hometown in England when Chimbo Slice returns. Right. But he's blowing it up. Well, I got to... Uh, he fought the last time we were there. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, I got to go backstage to the, to the, uh, to the post-fight scrum, and I got, some, I got an oh, interview cool. with, uh, with Scott Coker, um, and I got an interview with Patricky Pitbull. I was hoping that I could have time to get it edited and up before I left, but I just couldn't get it done. I just had too much shit to do. But when I get home, I'll get that edited and up. Um, hopefully it'll offer some uh, some points of view that people haven't heard yet from either of those guys. Um, but I talked to I talked to uh, I talked to him about MVP and kind of where he stood in the rankings and where you know what else does he have to do <laughs> to get it. To, yeah. I mean that that guy. How much more ready can that guy be to get a title shot? I mean he's probably the most. Uh, 
he's probably the most exciting fighter to watch in Bellator as far as uh, um, his antics and his his trash talk and his you know putting his hands down by his side and doing that whole uh, Anderson Silva kind of thing. Um, so. But and just the way that he fights, I mean, he didn't have to put his hands down. At the beginning of this fight, he gets rushed and it just sticks his hand up. And I, the fight almost ended there, too, with him knocking him out as he ran in. But it ended up being decided by some kind of crazy toe lock. So he's doing yeah. it in different ways now, you know. So very exciting. Anyway, I just, sorry I couldn't make it. Would have been cool to be there. But, uh, yeah, I wish you could have come, man. I was I was so excited that we finally kind of, you know, got our foot in the door to a major promotion, and hopefully that means, you know, when maybe we do a few more Bellators and we can approach the UFC again and go, hey, look, we're we're out there and we're doing it. We're covering all these events, CES and Combat Zone and Titan and blah blah blah, and this and Bellator. We've done Bellator several times, and so. They've said, uh, you know, when I talked to them before, they said that they don't do podcasts, but if you're making a big enough stink and you have enough listeners, they're going to put anybody on there. You know, if we yeah. if we got, I mean, obviously we don't have enough listeners to have that kind of leverage, but if for whatever reason... No, but whatever. You just become something. I mean, maybe we write articles, we post these videos, it just becomes a website, so it's not even limited to podcast but yeah uh, what, what else is going on I got the Bellator I feel like the Conor McGregor saga uh, has got almost people are caught up by now he's not on UFC 200 he probably won't be on UFC 205 in New York they, they were both said uh, on the press conference so it is what it is there's still Conor there McGregor, are still there are still articles that keep popping up that go Conor McGregor might be on UFC 200 it's just such yeah, a but no it's it's pretty much said and done now unless Jones and Cormier got hurt there's really no way and I think it's a principal thing now anyway because the UFC can't be taken on Conor McGregor no. versus UFC is not a fight that Conor McGregor can win it's the UFC's well, who knows? They, they may be fighting who knows? Themselves. We haven't seen. We're only in the first round. <laughs> but, we're only in the first round, so the they first, may, first they round may, goes to UFC. <laughs> yeah, they may be losing money, but they're it's a principal thing, pretty right. much. Right. Well, now. they're old school guys. You know, they're not. They they yeah. they come from the street. They're not. They're not. Uh, they weren't born, none of them were born into money, you know, they, they worked their ass off to, to get what they have, and they're, you know, they're guys from Southie, <laughs> fuck's sake, you know, so they're, yeah. they're not, they come from that old school line of thinking to where, it, you're right, it's a principal thing, but who knows, they start seeing the, the projected loss that they've said for UFC 200 is 45 million. They're saying that the UFC is losing $45 million by not having him on the card. And I've read that in a few different articles. So, but do they want to lose $45 million again? Well, What's that? Yeah. 
said, I said, the numbers are projections. I mean, this is still an amazing card that's going to still generate a ton of money because it's not, it's, it's the centerpiece of a bigger thing, which is the International Fight Week. It's the third of three days of shows. Sure, they won't have the, the traveling Irish in, but, uh, they will maybe not sell as many pay-per-views, but it's still gonna be a, a big money-making event. There are other fans that are gonna watch, and there are fans, like, fans that aren't really gonna boycott it. They're still gonna like MMA. There's only those who don't watch MMA regularly, but do watch Conor McGregor. And those are the people... And they, but the thing is, it's they may not tune in, or maybe they're intrigued about tuning in. Oh, let's see what they can do without McGregor. I mean, it's still an amazing card from top to bottom. Your first your first match is Katzengano, uh, is Amanda, Amanda Nunez. Amanda Nunez. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's, no, that's, no, it's a man. No, it's a man. In, it's a man and Nunez versus. Um, um, Misha, Misha Tate. Tate. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Juliana Pena is who I'm Right, right. Juliana, Juliana Pena, Katsugano. That's a good fight. Um, so that, yeah, the whole card is really good. I mean, the only one that you could say, well, both guys are coming off of a loss, pretty, not one side, well, one to one sided, the other one a split decision, but Kelvin Gastelum versus Johnny Hendricks, uh, you know, those guys are both coming off a loss, but whatever. Like, there's all good fight. I mean, so is Takanori Gomi, Jim Miller. But uh, these are great fighters. These are names who have made uh, the UFC what it is over the last few years. Diego Sanchez, Joe Lozon. Mm. Uh, uh, I mean, I, personally, I, I like the main card better. I was not a fan of that fight. I've never been a fan of that fight. I wasn't... Uh, I mean, I like to watch the fight. You know, we've had this conversation. I don't. Okay, it's a, yes, it's but a, let me. But uh, uh, let me ask you then. Now, with, is it? Uh, would you rather? Because they're both rematches of victories that were clear on both sides. One went to a decision. The other, Diaz choked out McGregor in round two. But is Jones Cormier a better main event, regardless of the money making? Mm factors of the UFC. I, I, I'm, more, I'm more interested in seeing that fight, but I'm I'm less interested since seeing his last performance against Ovin St. Peru because that was not, a, was not a very good performance. It was good enough performance, but it wasn't the John Jones of old. It was not the John Jones that was a world beater. That was a, it was a top-notch fighter putting on a top-notch exhibition but it was not the guy that looked unfucking stoppable. Um, having said that, not to not to switch gears too much, but fucking Mighty Mouse, I've always been a fan of his. Okay, but, but holy yeah. shit, <laughs> we won't we'll like, get into, we won't get yeah. into Mighty Mouse because I do want to get into it about him. But wouldn't the fact that you saw Jones put on a lesser Jones type performance recently almost make the Cormier matchup 
more intriguing because they're more mm. closely matched. Maybe. And the last one was so definitive as a 50-45. I mean... Yeah, uh, yeah, you have a point. No, you definitely have a point. I definitely... I, I see that. I see that. I mean, I just... I love to see that dude work because it's just from all angles he's got he's got it covered he's got it covered from all angles so it's but I, I like your point I think it does uh, you know maybe that's it it makes it a more competitive match so that makes it maybe that makes it a more interesting fight so and I think that DC has also changed and become a really good fighter you see uh Anthony Rubble Johnson, he finished him in the second round he, after surviving a pretty big bomb from him. And John Jones doesn't hit as hard or nearly as hard as Anthony Johnson. He doesn't don't have think the any, knockouts. I don't think anybody no. in the light heavyweight division hits as hard as Rumble Johnson. No. I think. But, but Cormier has been hit by guys that that hit hard when he's fought heavyweights Roy Nelson yeah. he's fought he's fought Bigfoot no you know he's fought Bigfoot Silva all these names and John Jones if he could get you like grounded pound and elbows or jumping kicks to the oblique or what will kill you that's he's got that killer instinct but the inability to get it off against a slower tentative most of the fight with a broken arm fighter like Ovin St. Preux might give you pause that that this DC fight is going to be a walkthrough because even we took granted we did talk about it before the St. Preux fight before we saw him with this new physique but I mean it could also be maybe it'll take him a little bit longer to get used to having these new muscles on his back or and maybe, uh, maybe that could pay a difference. Maybe it's good that he got a, a warm-up fight out of his way, and, and then we're going to see this super shredder version of John Jones next. Mm. That's because he knows how to manage his tools now, and, and he's not a step slower. He's just well, and and you know, and maybe he, he, you know, he was preparing for a very different fighter in DC. And so maybe, maybe that was just, you know, we've never seen him take on a fight on short notice. He's always, uh, he's backed away from those, he's backed away from those in the past. And so he's always been the guy that has done tons and tons of research, has prepared very specifically for a fighter. So maybe that's just his, maybe that's just his safe mode. Maybe that's just his, when you're trying to get your computer to work and put it on safe mode, maybe that's just his get, you know, just enough stuff works on the computer to, for you to reset shit. So, I mean, that's a possibility as well. So, I mean, he's, he's had, how long has he been out now? A Over a year. He last yeah. fought in January. Yeah, so. Uh, a year and four months he's he's had time to think about the dude that has the belt that he never lost and he's had that time to think about that guy and prepare for that guy and he spent that whole time doing that preparing for that one yeah. dude and then he took this curveball at the last second um, so maybe that's just him being 
really cautious, playing it close to the chest, and maybe he has a whole arsenal of shit and a whole game plan for DC that's going to make us go, whoa, holy shit, again. Because that's the guy that I like to watch, the guy that makes me go, what, what the fuck? What was that? Shogun Hua, what was that? Yeah. Machida, what the fuck yeah. was that? What was that? <laughs> you know? That's the guy, that's the guy that, the guy that makes me jump out of my chair and yell at the television with my eyes giant and my mouth open. Just going, what? But that wasn't, that wasn't the fight that I saw. The fight that I saw the other day was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. at the but, same time, there was a few elbows and a few oblique kicks that he threw that just missed. Yeah. And that's the fight game. You know, it could have hit and been like, oh, my God, first rounds. I thought that uh, when Jones got, say, Prue on the ground, and he lucky he didn't have enough time left to work with those elbows. But if there was 20 seconds more in the rounds, he would have finished him. Mm. And... Uh, I think that was the 10-8 round of the eventual 50-44 scorecard uh, <laughs> that, that was given. But let's, uh, that's all my thoughts on John Jones. I don't think the – I know UFC 200 is said and done, so it's a moot point to even talk about it. But uh, I do think it's – as much as people booed the McGregor-Diaz rematch – it's not the fact that it was a rematch. It's the fact that it's those two fighters from the biggest fight, and it's going to be even bigger. But it's not going to happen, so let's not talk about it. It doesn't matter. It's going to be Jones Corbier, too. I'm going to be excited for it. I'm going to watch it. But I hope it doesn't Johnson. happen. I hope it doesn't happen yeah. because it's not a fight that makes sense. Maybe maybe it's a fight that makes sense. I don't know. It's a... It, if he wants to cement his legacy, that's not the fight to cement his legacy. Nate Diaz is not the feather in his cap that Rafael Dos Anjos is. It's not the feather in his cap that that uh, Frankie Edgar is. Uh, if he meets beats Nate Diaz, they just go, oh, okay, that was good. Has Nate Diaz ever held the title? No. But it's a bigger fight that more people care about is the point. I guess. And and that's why it was headlining the UFC's biggest event until Conor McGregor didn't want to promote it. So that's just what's happening. Uh, but a guy that doesn't get a lot of promotional love, and maybe he should. Mighty Mouse maybe Johnson. He, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe he's the he's the new but he his video game culture is big. He's huge on Twitch. His Twitch stream was interrupted by USADA to drug test him. Uh, he puts down everyone they put in front of him. They don't know who to put in front of him now. The best who, guy to who? put in front of him is a guy that's lost to him twice. And yeah, right. He, that's Joseph Benavides. Oh, Benavides, yeah. Yeah, it, um, and Dodson has given up on the fly, uh, flyweight division. He's moved up to bantamweight, and he made a pretty splashy debut. But uh, but who do you give DJ? I think that they're talking he about wants to break the record. He wants to break Anderson Silva's consecutive title defense record, and then what? Maybe go 
go up, but why does he need to go up? Just because flyweight's not big enough? Well, no, I mean, that's an interesting fight. If he goes up to to fight Cruz, it's a guy that he's lost, his last loss. Um, Yeah, and it was a resounding loss. Cruz suplexed him to kingdom come in that and just was a way bigger guy. Yeah, but I, I, I think yeah. Mighty Mouse is a completely different fighter since that fight, too. Oh, I agree. So I that, agree. So that, that makes it a much more interesting fight. And yeah. the fact that he's cleaned out that division, that he's just annihilated everyone, what he did to Cejudo, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. That was the yeah. that was the John Jones reaction that I gave to Mighty Mouse that night. I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, that's crazy, yeah. just crazy." He clinched. He clinched with him, which they didn't think he was going to do against Olympic gold medal wrestler, and he made it look easy. Did you watch the post fight interview? Um, no, I don't. The post fight well, press conference, not, rather not the interview. Yeah, post fight well, press conference. I didn't see the press conference. No, I did see the backstage interview where he talked about kneeing him and the sound he made, and he knew it was over, and so he just... Yeah, well, he well Cejudo him. said the same thing. He's very... Uh, Cejudo's very aware and very down-to-earth, and he has no illusions about anything, and he doesn't have oh, yeah. any... He has no kind of... He has no issues. He has no hang-ups or oh, ego, yeah. and no issues about talking about his shortcomings or what happened, or when he was in trouble, or when he got hurt. You know, a lot of guys are guarded about that stuff. But he wasn't. That was what really impressed me about his his post fight interview at the at the press conference was how candid he was about the entire fight and where what his misgivings were and where he thought he was going to be better and where he where he didn't where he wasn't better where he expected to be, namely in the clinch. Um, you know, he thought that was where he was going to win the fight was in the clinch. Um, so it was a, if you get a chance, go back and, and watch that, the, the press conference just, just for his, his stuff because it's really, uh, it was really refreshing to see someone that was that forthcoming and not guarded about any of it and not, there's no, um, there's no pretense to that dude at all. It's just 100% what you see is what you get with a guy, and I like a, I like a guy like that. So, And yeah. he's just, you know, he's the baddest fucking wrestler in mixed martial arts. And, <laughs> and Mighty Mouse Johnson just fucking teed off on him. God damn. God damn, that was yeah. so fucking crazy. Yeah. He's just, he's like a video game character. Yeah. And he loves video games so much. Just yeah. fun. He's got like a star in Mario. That's right. That's right. That's crazy. But what do you do? They were talking about the next. I was just going to say they're talking. Uh, it's a. It's. I don't like the idea. But they were talking about the next tough having that whoever won the next tough fight him, and I think it's a terrible idea because. It, what are they? Okay. Now. Oh, I lost you. You there? Okay, I'm back. Hey, I I'm got here. you. All right. Here, go, what do you? Go, 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 go. I, let me just say about the cruise thing. Of course, the cruise thing would be amazing, 
But he has no reason to do that because I think he's like two or three fights away from tying that record. And who knows if Cruz will still be around? Will his knees hold up? Will his、mm. age hold up? Will he lose to Uriah Faber at 199? He would never want to be seen from again. I don't know. I don't see that happening, but、uh, know, stranger, stranger things have happened.、Uh, stranger things have happened. I mean, that would be that would be the most interesting thing that could happen in that division, other than Mighty Mouse Johnson coming up. Because if Uriah Faber beats him, then that sets up the fight with Dillashaw, which is what everybody、yeah. wants to see. So that would be the most interesting thing. That happens in that division. That or Mighty Mouse Johnson moving up to that division. Those are the two、yeah. most interesting things that hap- can happen in that division. But I, I suspect that Cruz will beat、uh, Faber pretty handily. I expect. And、um, you know what's next for Mighty Mouse if not to move up? Up Benavides again. Yeah. Benavides again, and then Benavides again, and then what? <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's just like、yeah. there's 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 Mighty Mouse Johnson who's out here, and then way over over there there's everybody else, and there's like there's、yeah. the things that separate the the next twenty guys are like this, boom 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 boom. They're one right after the other.、And、the things that separate the next best guy from Mighty Mouse is fucking twenty miles of hard road. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, and but the thing is that Joseph Benavides has beat everyone else in the division except Mighty Mouse. Here's what I would like to see: I would like to see a current bantamweight drop down to flyweight. Maybe Dillashaw. Maybe Dillashaw. Dillashaw. Dillashaw would be very intriguing just because、that、of、would. his movement and speed, and he is a smaller guy. It's, I agree with all that. Look,、uh, Uh, it, it would be good, but uh, uh, but he he's too proud to do that. He's the he still thinks he won that Dominic Cruz fight. But、uh, yeah. I know he's prohibited from from being a flyweight. But、uh, John Lineker, if he could keep it back off, what have him go to back down?、Yeah. Thomas Almeida. You have to take champion. You have to.、Oh, I, sorry. I, I didn't hear anything you said after Thomas Almeida. Sorry. Well, was, I was, I was, was just saying nothing about, came through after I, I heard you say Thomas Almeida, and then nothing else came through. Yeah, I was saying the other. They were going to make an entire tough season of flyweights with the winner getting a title shot, but that's essentially just taking other organizations' champions. And feeding them to the wolves, right? Which I, guess, I don't think that they I, would want to do. I guess you, I, I already said that. I guess you didn't hear me. <laughs> oh, you didn't. I did.、No. Yeah. Well, fucking, this is a rerun. Yeah.、Uh, have you been watching? Have you been? Have you been watching this current season of Tough? I have. I've watched. Yeah, yep. I have. I watched.、Uh, I watched the first one at home, and then I watched the second one. I don't know, whatever, two, three nights ago. Uh, at Vaca's house, so pretty interesting stuff. What team stuff. are you? What's that? What team are you? <laughs>、uh, what team are you? I think you want to. Young Jacek is a twat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just I don't I, I don't there's I, I, she. 
there's no uh, there's no there's no uh, redeeming personality qualities to her with me she's not uh, she's one knockout away from being a nothing <laughs> what she's undefeated in MMA she's uh, I don't know. That's, I guess that's. I guess that's. A, I, I guess that's. A, she I guess landed it, the most leg kicks in UFC history in her last fight. All right. I guess it's a little bit of a harsh thing to say. I like her as a fighter. I like her as a fighter. I think she's the best fighter in uh, of the two of them. I think she. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That was a really close fight. That first one. I rewatched it again after the last tough. I rewatched. Yeah, they, they actually put it on TV. It was on Fox recently. Oh, I just went on on Fight Pass after the last fight and watched that fight again just to get an idea of it, and it was real close. It was a real close fight. I don't. It's not one that I would feel comfortable calling. It could have gone either way. That's why it was a split decision because <clears throat> it could have gone either way. It was one round from one judge away from being either way. So, uh, having said that, as a person, I don't. <laughs> Just don't like her. I just don't like her. I think she's a bully, and I think she's. I don't. She's not. It's like. It's like. Look, at least, at least she's trying to do what Connor does, but she's not good at it. She's not good at what Connor does. Connor does it, and he's still likable. He can be a total dick, but he's still likable. She's not likable when she's being a. She just looks like a bully. She just says just rude shit for no reason. That's not witty. Or interesting, it's just shitty. You know when but Connor when Connor says something. What's that? I said, but she's sort of saying it to the person. Like she couldn't care less if the cameras were there. She's. I mean, it mostly started as a weigh-ins thing because when she was coming up, there was no press around her. Here's That's what I think. Here's what I think. Someone. I think if she wouldn't have thrown that 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 punch after the last round, I think she would have won that fight. I think I that think I think so. that punch cost her that fight. Well, I think one of the judges, the judges went. I think one of the judges went. Fuck her. What's that? I said, yeah, but the judges are theoretically only supposed to do bell to bell, and theoretically they hear the horn. They're down, putting their final score down. So I don't know. I I, I think that I don't think I think that Joanna did plenty in that, especially that in that first round of that fight where she was taken down and got out of some tricky submission attempts. Sorry, that's oh, my alarm. That's your wake-up call? Yeah, it's time for me uh, to get up. <laughs> all right, yeah, damn. Well, thanks for staying up wait for, with me. Uh, anyway, we'll see. Of course, they're playing up the, uh, the, the bullying aspect for reality television. But, uh, ah, I love, I love Joanna Yenjinchik. It's a different thing than the Connor, which is playing to the crowd and, and to the fans because for the most part, she doesn't have to do the work of selling the pay-per-view. She was right. on the Ronda Rousey one. She was, yeah, she main evented a fight pass. This is the first time they ever had a championship event on fight pass. She main evented against Jessica Penne mm. and broke her nose. So that she had to have plastic surgery and has been out over a year. But she's fighting soon in actually, I think, on UFC Rotterdam, which, uh, 
we might as well do a couple picks from to close things out. Yeah, I know you got to get that. up and get, get get things going. Uh, look, I'm not going to go through in order. I'm just going to pick some random ones that are appealing to me. First of all, it's sad that we won't have uh, Patty Houlihan. I know on the that's card. such a bummer. That's such a bummer, man. I, I feel bad for that dude. He was he was an interesting fighter, and I, I liked him. And the the fans really liked him. You know, he was kind of like he was kind of like the. Like the second in line for that, for all of the, the, the Ireland adulation that comes, uh, to many of the UFCs yeah. that, that Connor's on. He was kind of like the, uh, the next guy that, that, that whole crowd was really behind. I mean, you can't get a, there's not a more, there's not a more Irish name on the fucking planet Earth than oh Patty. Oh my God. <laughs> Patty That's the most Irish name yeah. there is ever. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer deal. That's a you know. I wish him the best. I hope that uh, I hope it doesn't affect the the rest of his life adversely, uh, as far as yeah. him being able to just live a normal life. And yeah. It sucks that he can't fight. Well, he is. But. Yeah, he is still opening a gym with John Kavanaugh from his SBG Ireland gym. Oh, but good. There is still uh, an Irish son on this card and a pretty exciting fighter. Uh, and he was on the card that, uh, it, actually, if you think about it, it, it stinks that he has to retire, but Patty Houlihan left headlining a, a UFC card in Dublin. I know it was, he lost, and it was a last-minute replacement headliner after Joe Duffy got a concussion and couldn't fight Dustin Poirier. But uh, uh, he went out as a main eventer. He started yeah. as the... Curtain jerker on the first UFC Dublin. Uh, <laughs> Curtain jerker, that's a great, <laughs> a great yeah. term. <laughs> yeah, but but that was a tremendous card. I actually rewatched that on Fight Pass. That was McGregor versus Brandau, which Gunnar Nelson also won on. Uh, that was crazy. And, and the what's it called? Cahal Pendred and Patty Hulan. Everyone from SBG. You haven't seen Gunnar Nelson in a while. What's he doing? But we'll see him this weekend. We'll see him in oh. Rotterdam. He's one of the matchups I want to talk about. Who's he fighting? Um, all right. Well, we'll start with uh, with Gunny. Gunny is fighting against Albert Einstein Tumanov, who is uh, quite impressive. I saw him live at the UFC Fight Pass Nami Yunus Van Sant fight. Oh yeah. And, uh, uh, and he's a good kickboxer, boxer. He's a fast guy, and uh, if Nelson can get him to the ground, he's got superior jujitsu. But uh, I, I think his striking is underrated too. So I'm at, I'm looking forward to the matchup, especially because Nelson he was pretty much dominated by Damian Maya who is uh, a smothering force on the ground yeah. for, for three rounds at UFC 194. But uh, I think this could be a different kind of fight, I think. For, uh, uh, on, a, on a side note, uh, I went to the mall today with Vaca. We were at the mall. We were leaving the mall, and he was telling me a story about uh, Damian Maya. He's friends with Damian Maya. And uh, he was telling me a story about how uh, Damian Meyer was training with Hicks and Gracie. And he said uh, when Hicks and Gracie got side control on him, 
he there he could do absolutely nothing. Damian Maya, <laughs> one of the best wow. fucking one of the best jujitsu guys on planet Earth, could do nothing when Hicks and Gracie had him inside control. He just fucking held him down and wouldn't he couldn't move. So wow. interesting little side story that Vaca told me today. I thought it, I was like, wow, how fucking cool is that? Um, yeah. So I, got, I, I I'm a big fan of Gunnar Nelson. I feel like he's so young. He's got so much. To, he has so much potential. Uh, I mean, I foresee him. I think he could be a champion someday. Um, I, I really like Gunnar Nelson a lot. I got Gunnar Nelson in that fight. So we got to we got to get yeah. through these picks quick, dude. Because I gotta I gotta start. Okay. Yeah. Up here. All right. Okay. Just just a couple more. Uh... Neil Seary, Irishman, against uh, Horiguchi. Uh, was it Janichi Horiguchi? Hang on. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, he's a guy that DJ uh, uh, fought and beat with like four seconds left in the round. Uh, Kyoji Horiguchi, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, by armbar. And Neil Seary, uh, he's a working class Irishman, 16 and 11. Uh, he's been around. Works a day job still. Alright, uh, I got Huraguchi on that one. Okay, I'm taking Neil Siri. Right. And then we, we got Big Battle of the Above the Octagon Fighters. Bigfoot Silva <laughs> against Stefan Struve. Hmm. Hmm. Wow, that's a tough one. Uh. Wow, that's a really a tough one. Hmm. The skyscraper. I'm gonna go Struve on that one, yeah. Okay. And uh, I'll, I'll pick Silva because I can't, uh, I can't trust Struve. And then <laughs> main event time, main event time. We got homeboy Alistair Overeem against Andre Orlovsky in the battle of the Jackson Wink camp. Uh. Yeah, I I got the I, I got the ream on that one. I don't see Orlovsky. Uh, I don't see uh, Orlovsky being able to take Overeem's power. Um, you know his 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 chin has definitely been tested in the past, and uh, I don't foresee this one going any better for. For Orlovsky, I think uh, I'm going to even go so far as to say I, I think it's going to be a first round knockout. What I was saying was I have Overeem. I don't. Uh, I don't foresee. Uh, I don't foresee Orlovsky being able to take the punches from Overeem. I, I I predict that to be a first round knockout. I think Overeem's going to fucking land an overhand right on him and put Orlovsky's lights out. And uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I I've. I thought I saw him retire twice already. <laughs> There's already been two times where I thought Orlovsky was like, all right, dude, that's enough. You need to stop taking this kind of abuse because you're going to end up, yeah. you're going to end up goofy and you're going to, you're going to end up slurring your words and, you know, wondering why there's a date on cottage cheese. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think that there's so much at heavyweight. It is a division with absolute parity for the most part. Anyone can beat anyone on any day. Agreed. Both of these guys, and both of these guys have been knocked the fuck out a lot in their career. So I think it's really whoever gets to the other's chin first. 
I will really agree with you that I think I think it's going to be a first round knockout just for the sake of making it fun. I'm going to pick Orlovsky. Although the last time I the last two fights I saw, even though he beat Frank Mir, uh, the Steve Miocic demolition was real sad. So. Um, mm. That's that's what my pick is. I want to see. I'm really looking forward to 198 to see Miocic versus Verdum. That's going to be a really good fight. Yeah, I'm excited for and that. I, fight. I look, and then two, 200 Velasquez versus Brown is really that exciting. That is to a me. really exciting fight uh, too. <laughs> so, but it, and that same weekend is they made it official Brunson versus Roy Nelson mm. the the black beast against big country so i think there's some fun heavyweight fights coming up and and there's some heavyweight prospects that we saw in Zagreb so that's what i'm looking forward to uh i'm looking forward to seeing you again in person when you get back and hanging out maybe doing something for UFC Brazil aka UFC 198 um, i like the idea of that so, follow us on Twitter, MMAniacs Pod. Leave a review. <laughs> and, uh, that's probably not gonna happen. Uh, like we should just change. We should just change the name of the podcast to the Review Beggars. Like this? Well, we just mentioned it at the end. We didn't do an entire segment on it like we did last time, so that's good. <laughs> the Review but, Beggars. Uh, you know what? I've t- I've taken the book off the table. No more book. Fuck you. Fuck you. You fucking can't have it. You motherfuckers can't have it. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. burn that motherfucker. I get. You know what? I gave mine to Paul Landwehr, and uh, I don't. I we should make him do a book report and a Brazilian. I do snacks segment. We need to do that too. Yeah, and Wesley, he, he owes like he, he owes us like three. I do snacks. Where the fuck is Landwehr's yeah. I do snacks? He's, he's uh, yeah, slacking. Well, he he's, he's I do the, slack. He's I do slacks. I do slack. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, he went to the Netherlands. He should do before. Maybe he could do it and we could tag it at the end of this or leave it as no. a video comment. Uh, an I do snacks Netherlands. Uh, I do believe Paul said that he did do an I do snacks in the Netherlands. We just has to edit it down. Oh, yeah. nice. So, I, so when he came over for the for the last UFC... Um, which I passed out. <laughs> I, fell oh, asleep, yeah. I fell asleep on the damn couch. Uh, when he came over. During the Jones fight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I do believe that he, uh, he said he did one in the Netherlands. But I'm gonna say goodnight. Uh, I love you, brother, and I will talk to you soon. This is the MMAniacs podcast, over and out. That's the end. No, we got the MMAniacs podcast brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. They're located at 1338 Hookset Road in Hookset, and their phone number is 603-641-3444. Their website is www.teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Uh, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about 20 years, and for the last four years I've been training at Team Link, and it's one of the best schools I've ever trained at. Um, there's a lot of great instructors over there. There's no knuckleheads whatsoever. A lot of people there that are trying to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to study. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, karate, whatever it is that you want to study for martial arts, they've got somebody there to teach you the right way to do it. Uh, so if you go there, you tell them that the MMAniacs podcast sent you. They'll give you a free T-shirt and 30 free days to try out the school. Uh, 
Again, their phone number is 603-641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com.